Hello and welcome to episode two of Mike's Open Journal. Uh, I am Mike and today I thought I was going to talk a little bit about my experience with iTalk, um, which has involved a couple of different things. So it's just about talking about uh, obviously my experience of using the service and some of the materials that are also available online so you can just go along and have a look at those uh, and the website is italk.org.uk so it is what I'm going to be talking about today I'm also going to try and make a real conscious effort not to say uh or um as much as I apparently said it in that first episode which I realized after just listening to a few short clips of it later on so I'm going to do my best to avoid that it's a learning experience right uh so there we go there's the first one uh, and the second, my experience with iTalk really started from uh, going to see the GP for the first time and having them mention iTalk to me. It is something I had heard of before, uh, but really didn't know too much about it with regards to what it involved, what it covered and how it would involve any sort of support so following on from that I went along to the website as it is a self-referral service so uh, by enrolling with iTalk they will have contact with your GP but it does require you to to go to the service yourself uh, and register your interest uh, in being involved with iTalk on the site so you do need to know your NHS number, uh, which I didn't know. So it is something that you need to be aware of if you're not already aware of it. If not, then you can always just ask your GP and they'll be able to give that to you. Once I've uh, made contact, uh, I was made quite aware that there's sometimes a little bit of a delay with regards to having your first assessment to find out which service would be best for you. Trying really hard not to say the ears or the ums. And it is pretty warm today. So it's fair to say I'm, I'm well, I say pretty close to sweating. Well, I am sweating. Lovely image for you there. So having gone through, it was a few weeks. In fact, it might have even been a... It might have even been a month or two until I had my iTalk assessment. And that involved around an hour on the phone talking to uh, one of the... I'm not sure exactly what their job title was. I think they're... Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I don't want to say something that's not correct because um, because it will be incorrect. But they're able to go through with you um, some of the questions um, that they need to ask you, find out a little bit more uh, about why you've come to the service um, and what kind of support you think may be useful for you. Um, having had that assessment, they go away, I think it was for about two weeks, um, but I guess everyone can be different. Uh, they'll talk with some of their colleagues and with your GP about the services that may be best. Um, and then give you some of the options to choose from. So for myself, uh, I was offered 
three different services, which were a online web link where you're able to talk to a uh, CBT, so a cognitive behavioral therapist. I think that's their title. Uh, and they will um, guide you through some activities that you can do online or print off for yourself to do at home, um, which is great for some people. However, for me, I just didn't feel like I'd get a real benefit out of that program. It didn't really involve interaction with other people. And I felt like uh, through some of the conversations I'd had online, I was already starting to sort of build up a confidence about talking about certain things uh, and kind of building some of those relationships with people. So I didn't feel that I'd really gain a kind of a social or confidence development in any way from taking part in the online activity. The other two options included workshops. Um, so uh, I think it's there were two-hour workshops from once a week for six weeks where you were provided with uh, a lot of different information, some worksheets to talk through, um, some examples, uh, and also having the chance to talk with other people that were going through similar situations. So there were different workshops that were offered. Uh, the workshop that I was offered was Low Mood. And the third option that was mentioned was one-to-one kind of conversations slash therapy um, over the phone. But it was also made clear that you could potentially move from one uh, option to another option. And so for me, I felt the workshops were the best opportunity to kind of gain information, have that social interaction with other people, be able to talk about my own experience, but also hear about what other people have gone through and really be able to kind of gain information, but also apply it to my own situation. And I guess just be more aware of what's going on and maybe why I was thinking like I was thinking or the, the things that are maybe bringing me down or giving me negative thoughts or just allowing me to be in that sort of situation. And if I needed it, uh, which I have progressed onto, uh, I could also then carry on with the one-to-one uh, phone call conversations at a later stage, uh, which I have now started following on from the workshops. So there are options to move between um, different types of sessions if that's something that you need or you feel like you would benefit from. So it's just for myself, I really don't feel the need, the desire to uh, take part in any of the online activities because I don't feel like I would benefit from those. But it could be that they would work perfectly for you, so it's not to say that they're, they're not valid. It's a great option for a lot of people, but it's just not for me. So I progressed with the workshops. The first one, I have to say, was, well, it was kind of scary. Uh, it was held at the college that I used to attend as a student quite a few years ago. So it being the first time you're going back, going back for a workshop relating to your depression was definitely not a positive thing for me. However, it did make me feel a bit more comfortable because I was familiar with the area, the buildings and kind of the location. Uh, and it's the fact that it was close to home as well meant I didn't have to worry too much about transport and 
kind of how long I was allowing to get there or being stuck in traffic or parking and things like that. So the kind of whole travel, getting to the place, um, concern that can come up wasn't as much of an issue for me on this occasion. So that was, that was really beneficial. But yeah, the session was quite dry. Um, there was a lot of just general information and talking from the practitioners that were leading the session. It was great to hear them talking about uh, the support, the material and the examples, and the information that we were going to cover through the other five weeks. It was also great to see that there were quite a diverse-ish range of people within the workshop that I was part of. I think there was around... I would say 16, hmm. maybe 12, yeah, maybe 12 to 16 people uh, in the workshop that I was part of. But I think that first week was probably a little bit more dry because no one in the group was really sort of putting themselves forward to talk. Whether that's because no one was comfortable to do it or maybe we didn't really have a massive opportunity to do that, I'm not sure. Given that these workshops are led on, a, I guess, a kind of constant basis, I suppose the practitioners are quite used to the fact that the first one is very much about outlining what you're going to be covering in the following five weeks if your workshop is a six-week session giving an introduction to the, the kind of layout to what the workshop is going to be like with the practitioners leading you as a group, kind of discussing what you think about the set examples, how you may react to certain situations or how you could apply it to yourself. If you're happy to talk about your own situation from the workshop that I was in, uh, most of the group were quite happy to talk about their own experiences and troubles and it made it quite open however there were people that chose um, not to share as much and just kind of sat back and collected as much information as they needed to so it was a very open friendly environment for people to talk about their own experience as someone that uh, I'm well I am 29 uh, and I would say there was probably a maybe three people that were of a similar age to myself with uh, one person that was probably around 20, I would guess. And then a mixture of ages from 35 up to, I think, 75. So a real mixture of people, experiences and backgrounds, which was quite nice and helps give you a bit more, I suppose, an opportunity to discuss certain situations rather than Sometimes when you're talking about your situation with a friend who hasn't experienced something before and doesn't necessarily always have context or understanding of some things. So that was really nice to have. Like I said, the first week was a bit dry, but moving forward, uh, we had more of a chance to talk. We understood the sessions a lot more and really allowed us to apply some of the examples uh, that we were supplied with to ourselves which meant the conversations then could carry on with our groups 
some of the really useful bits of information I think that we were given, I would say are also available on the iTalk website. So do have a look at those. Although without going along to a session, I'm not sure how clear it will be how you use those. But one of the things we spoke about was a thought diary. Um, so this is a chance for you to identify your own thoughts and really have a bit more of an idea about how that's come to be and sort of help you to kind of work out why you're in that situation, why you've ended up feeling or thinking like that and help to break down that potentially very negative cycle that you may find yourself in. Uh, so that really involved thinking about a, a particular situation maybe that you've been in that's resulted in uh, kind of a negative thought, feeling, emotion and to start to break that down. So you look at the situation that you were in uh, and that could be that you were talking to a friend about something personal and then you look at the feelings that relate to that so it's kind of did you feel positive about it or did you feel bad well likelihood is you probably felt bad about it because that's why we're looking at it in this section and you kind of rate how you felt about that out of you can do it out of 10 or out of 100 doesn't really matter it's just an idea that you sort of give an indication as to how you were feeling at that time then you talk about uh, the thoughts that related to that so how much do you really believe what you were thinking so when we said oh I felt like probably a one out of ten there because in that situation I told them something quite personal and they laughed or were quite dismissive about what I was saying then your thought may be actually they really don't understand they're making fun of me this person isn't really a friend okay but when we were talking through some of this, we were saying, actually, for a lot of people, maybe the feeling was really low, maybe it was one. But for some people, maybe it was midway, it was a four or five. But actually, the situation wasn't that their friend was sort of laughing or joking about how they were feeling. It was maybe that they fully hadn't fully understood. So it may have come across as being a bit dismissive when that friend hadn't meant it in that way. Or it may be that you really wanted to talk about something but didn't have the opportunity so it's about working out how you can change that. And again, there's other ways that that could be explained, um, but that was the way that I kind of got a, a gist for sort of thinking around some of those thoughts that you're having and what's going on there. The other um, type of diary that I quite liked was a behavioural activation diary. Um, and that gave you a chance to look at some of the things that you currently do and how that feeds into things like your mood and your feelings. So looking at things that you do that are kind of like requirements, like you have to do them, like feed yourself or go to work. Things that you do as part of a routine. Um, so that could be things like doing the dishes, um, cutting the grass if you've got a garden. And then pleasurable things you do. So the things that you do for fun, for enjoyment, that could be things like going to the cinema, um, painting, running, walking, swimming, lots of sporting examples there. 
and it's quite interesting when you you kind of look at the makeup of your week or what it was for me is that it was kind of bulked out by these are the times I work this is um, what I do in the morning when I'm getting ready for work Uh, then I come back from work and kind of chill out for half an hour and do dinner and that's kind of it I'll go to bed then then on the weekend sometimes there's stuff there but you realize how much you sort of block out five of your seven days in a week with essentially quite an isolated life sometimes and how that can obviously kind of help lead into that depressive state potentially where you're isolating yourself from from other people you're not really doing anything that you find pleasurable even on your own and so for myself things like listening to music that I might do on the weekend um, and enjoy I generally don't do in the week um, which I hadn't really thought about until I was looking at this this type of diary or planner and when I think about oh in the week I'll sometimes sit down and watch a program and think yeah but actually when I think about it like I don't really it's, it's kind of rare that I'll sit there and enjoy the program that I'm watching a lot of the time it's kind of well yeah I'm sat here and the telly's on or you know when you're not really paying attention you're not really into it it's just kind of happening so I think you realize like actually that sort of time in front of the tv or watching that program or that film is not really a pleasurable thing you're kind of doing that out of it's more of like a routine thing you're just doing it to rest your legs from standing up or um to rest your mind maybe from concentrating on something and it's just a blank which can be okay but if that's all you're doing how sort of pleasurable really is that so it was a good indication for me and it is something um that I've actually come back to uh now I'm involved in the one-to-one uh phone call therapy talk discussion activities uh, where I've had a chance to actually relook at this diary and think about personalizing it a lot more rather than in the workshops where you're running through different examples so for me I've really felt the benefit of going along to those workshops be being able to sort of receive the information talk about it in groups um, and then for myself actually having the phone calls afterwards has then been I've been able to apply that a lot more to myself it's meant that I've got a bit more time to work out what works for me what hasn't worked for me Sometimes it's things that you think would be really beneficial, but you just haven't done them for whatever reason. And that can take a little bit of time to work out as well. I think one of the big things that I miss from the workshop now is actually having that opportunity to interact with and discuss the things I've gone through. Even if it's just a, how has your week been? Um, has there been an issue or a struggle that you've had this week? with the other people in the group that is something I feel like I've kind of missed out on with regards to having people that have gone through kind of similar situations and that is the thing that's slightly different however on the upside uh, with the phone calls afterwards you do have that one-to-one time with the, the CBT practitioner so you do get a lot more Um, tailored information tailored conversations which I think is really beneficial Um, and as someone that has obviously struggled with depression and low mood actually that one-to-one time is really beneficial so it is a it is about just working out kind of what works for you and 
I think for me now, I'm very pleased that I went along to the workshops. I'm pleased that I've kind of carried on with having those one-to-one discussions over the phone and carrying on with those for the moment and seeing where, where that goes. But I think it's also been beneficial to see that, you know, there's other people that are going through stuff and it's always really easy to say. And I say all of us, most of us have all got um, connection to internet and social media and it's very easy to look online and see that there are other people with problems, issues, concerns, sometimes similar to what you're going through. And maybe some of those people you really connect with and you have great conversations with and you, you learn and sympathise with them. But it's very rare that you're able to make kind of a strong connection with those people. Like I'm fortunate enough to have had um, one person that I've really made close friends with online. But I think having that that opportunity to talk to people face-to-face uh, in a group setting as well is something that was really beneficial. And I think something, as I've said, that I miss. So it would be something that I'd kind of look out for again in the future, whether it would be some kind of, um, I guess, like a social group or something like that would be good. And I guess it's probably also fed into some of the reasons why I've looked at things like the doing more online blogs um, and also trying out this podcasting stuff is to have a chance to connect with more people and just talk about those experiences as well. It's a funny one because you try to go through and give kind of a bit of specific information of what you've gone through, but also keep it general so it applies to a lot of people. Uh, But when you're just sat there and you're able to talk through, I think that makes a real difference. And that's one of the things I've noticed about um, doing the podcast is you might you guys might get a lot of errs and arms, and that's kind of probably how I talk, so that's why they're in there. But actually having the chance to say stuff out loud is very different to writing a blog. Don't get me wrong, I love the writing, and it's a great way to kind of get stuff out. But there's something... It's definitely not better, but something different, and something also quite rewarding about being able to talk about your own experiences I guess and so I do feel quite proud that I've been able to do this it's definitely not professional well edited well it's not edited at all really so can't be well edited if it's not edited and I'm not even convinced that one person's listened to any of their posts yet but just for me the fact that I have kind of sat here um made of a little bit of time said stuff out aloud um, is really good and I think it's about just having that opportunity sometimes to I don't know I guess sometimes maybe blow your own trumpet a little bit about those successes that you've had Um, maybe I'll do a post about like five really positive things and five less positive things (laughs) Um, that I've gone through over the last sort of year or so and I think that would be an interesting one for me to do, to sort of have that chance to reflect again and see um, some of those struggles that you've overcome and the challenges that have kind of knocked you back, but how you've kind of clawed on 
but also reflect on some of those really positive moments, maybe some of those friends you've made or the experiences that you've had and the ways it sort of pushed or challenged you and the way you've overcome. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you have overcome stuff. Um, life can be a challenge. There's ups and downs and bends and turns and, you know, you can't change that. It's working out your own pathway and seeing where that goes. That was a very thoughtful moment. So, yeah, um, the thought diary and the behavioural activation diary or planner are the two things I think I found really useful from the workshops. Um, And those resources are available on the italk website, which is italk.org.uk. And I think probably on every single page you go on to, there is a self-refer by telephone and a self-refer online. So I clicked on the self-refer online. And as I said, you just fill in a few bits of information on there. There is also information, I think, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, So do have a look on there if you're on social media sites. Every so often there's bits of information that go up and also signposting to their website as well. So it's definitely worth a look. On the website, there's also a frequently asked questions, uh, a few questionnaires, so you get an idea as to some of the questions that you may be asked for assessments, but also as you go through some of the either workshops or phone call conversations and things like that as well. And sometimes that's quite nice because it gives you a chance to think about where you are at the moment. And I think any chance that you get to do that before you get into a situation where um, things are really bad, it's... It's hard, you know. Um, I think a lot of the time it's people that have been through stuff that are able to talk about things to to people they don't know, maybe to their friends. And maybe you help to identify it for somebody else. Actually, they're not in a great place. Maybe a little bit of support would help. Rather than they get all the way down to where some of us were when that support is urgently needed. So I think Um, That's probably going to be it from me for this iTalk episode. Um, As I said, it's probably been a bit of a ramble from me. Again, it's another one of those unplanned ones. feel a bit more relaxed about it not being planned. Uh, I do feel like that probably needs to change because I'm not sure how it sounds to listen to me just ramble about whatever kind of general topic I've decided to talk about. But as I said in the first episode, I think it'd be really great at some stage to have the opportunity to talk to some of you guys about the experiences that you've had. Maybe you've had an experience with iTalk or with other types of service that you've found beneficial. I'm not too sure how we do that at this stage, but that is definitely something that I'd like to have a look into with regards to to being able to do that so again thank you very much for listening this time to episode two which i think i'll probably just call something to do with i talk uh this has been mike's open journal episode two you can find me on twitter at mike underscore douglas underscore and remember, listen out for those errs and arms. I feel like I should trademark them because there's that many in here. Thanks for listening. Remember, you're not alone out there.